Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. I think everybody out there listening probably loves something done on the grill or the smoker. Granted, I'm not a chef, but I do love the barbecue. I love the smoke. I love the grill. If it was up to me, I would just do it every day. But, you know, got the Instant Pot, too. Got to play with that. So, anyway, on this episode of Harford County Living with Rich Bennett, myself, Andrew Workman, and my cousin from England are going to talk about barbecuing. Stay tuned. Before I get started, I just want to remind everybody, I'm able to do this because of my sponsors and also because of you. That's right, because of you. I actually have people that, let's say they buy me a coffee. It's just another way of people being able to help me keep this podcast going. So if you go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash harco living, Again, that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living. You can buy me a coffee. So you can either buy me one coffee, three coffees, or five coffees. Or you can buy me a coffee each month or annually. So it's very simple. Just go there. I think it's as low as $3 if you do an annual membership. So you're you're committing to buying me a coffee throughout the year it's fifty dollars for the year that's it but that helps me keep the podcast going so again that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash harco living welcome to harford county living with rich bennett my name is keith bennett from across the pond in hertfordshire england Each week, you will hear roundtable discussions and interviews with people that have ties to Harford County, Maryland, and learn something new that will leave you wanting more. Here's your host, professional DJ, entrepreneur, podcaster, and all-round Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Rich Bennett. And for the barbecuers out there, it's pronounced Worcestershire sauce, not Worcestershire sauce. I'd like to welcome everybody to Harford County with Rich Bennett, and we're doing something different this time. Um, It's summertime, everybody says this is barbecue or grilling season which i laugh at all those people that say that because barbecue and grilling season to me is year round 
there is no specific time of the year where you can do it. I don't care if it's snowing outside, raining, winter, summer, fall. Any time is a time to grill. I have somebody that's been on the podcast before, Andrew Workman from Raw Country Designs. Except last time he was on, he was talking about the barn doors and furniture that he makes. And I have my cousin on, finally, from, as he says, across the pond, uh, over from England, Keith Bennett. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Um, Thank you very much for having us. God, Andrew, you and I talked about this when you were on the podcast before, said we need to do one on smoking and grilling. Mm -hmm. Um, And then now, I don't, do you have an Instagram page for that, for yours? I don't know. Okay. Either do I. Hobby thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, Keith has one of your, what are you on Instagram? The smoking yank? The smoking yank, but with, because it's English, it's got a G on the end of smoking. Wait a minute. We, we okay over here. We put G on the end of smoking. No, 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 no. There's loads no, of stuff. No, he's here. right. You got to drop the G off. Oh well, yeah. Okay. You got the little or whatever you call it. That's <laughs> called a G. Yeah. No, yeah. the little the, hyphen the or whatever we put over here. Yeah. You know what I meant. Yeah. God. Now one of the th- now. I don't know if you guys are like this. I only have one particular rule when I grill. Um. Always got to have something cold to drink. <laughs> Always. Especially okay. If you're smoking, it's an all-day event. Thank you. Yes. Okay. I, why is it women don't understand that? I, I think it's because they don't. I'm not answering that drink. question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it like, sometimes you have flare-ups, right? Just so it's always right. right it's always going to have a cold beer right? on hand, just in yeah to. Pour it out, so you know. As long as it's not a bottle of brandy. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's that how you get be... the good char grill on there, right, Keith? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a little bit of that flavor. Is that bark? No, that's brandy. Yeah, actually, well, I never, <laughs> I never done it with brandy, but uh, definitely bourbon. Actually, speaking of bourbon, <laughs> um, let's just go around the table. We'll start with you, Andrew. I guess. Oh sure. Let's because you've you've done ribs, right? Oh yeah. Keith, have you ever done ribs? Yep. All right. Andrew, what's your favorite way to do ribs? So I like to bring in another piece of equipment. I think we talked about this briefly before about the sous vide. Mm. Oh, yes. I want to get one of them. So with the sous vide, uh, I just, it's kind of, this is my easy way to do it because it doesn't require me to be at the smoker all day. Um, A lot of times I'm having to jump in and out, uh, do other things. So I can't really monitor. I don't have an electric one. So. If I'm smoking, I've got to kind of be there the whole time feeding it. Uh, It's the regular stick burning kind. So I like something that can make it a little easier. So one of the things I like to use is called a sous vide. Uh, I actually will pre-season the ribs, put them into a vacuum bag, and then put it into the water bath. The sous vide keeps it at a consistent temperature. I believe it's set to 165, and I cook them for 24 hours. So you can set it, forget it. It just cooks for 24 hours. You get that perfect tenderness. And then what I'll do is I'll pull them out at the end and then smoke them for about three hours to get that good smoke ring and a bit of a bark on there um, at a little bit higher of a temperature just to get the crust and add the, uh, the sauces, whether I'm making my own or, uh, you know, getting a bottled sauce. Now, I was going to say, what temp do you smoke them at after you do the sous vide? Sous vide? Sous vide? <laughs> sous vide? <laughs> sous vide, yeah. Sous vide, yeah. okay. So what uh, temp do you smoke them at? Usually between like 275 to 300. 
Oh, wow. So it's, yeah, it's a little higher. So what I'm trying to do is just finish them on right. the smoker. Uh, it's going to give it that nice bark without having to wait, you know, five, six hours. Um, usually two hours is good enough. I usually push it to three, especially if, like you said, you're enjoying a cold one. So what, uh, what kind of wood you using? So if I'm using ribs, uh, I'd say applewood yes. and hickory are my two go-tos. Uh, usually applewoods. I like to buy uh, – Lowe's actually carries it, which is nice, right down the street from my house. But they carry the big chunks. Yes. So in mine, rather than the chips, which uh, seem to – I can take one or two big chunks, set them on the outside of the, uh, the charcoal ring, and just have them just sit there and smolder and smolder and smolder uh, for, for hours. Uh, and it's much easier than maintaining the high heat from the flare-ups and stuff uh, with the chips. That, Keith, have you ever heard of the sous vide technique? Yeah. It's French, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was it means see, why are you to, asking uh... me? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just across the canal from France, not like across the pond from you. I, yeah. I've been looking at them. I, after, ever since Andrew told me about it, it's like, ooh, I have to get one of them. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Instant Pot makes one. Or they make it for uh, the Instant Pot, I guess. Right. I think the one for Instant Pot is an entire casing. It's not just the little thing. So the sous vide I have, um, it's roughly the size of uh, I've, I don't the, know. Uh, the, stick the, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like a stick. Yeah, it, it's it's like the brawn hand mixer. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a hand okay. mixer. Exactly. Clips on the, so clips it looks on like the pan. that. Yeah, it clips right on the side of a pan. I actually, so the easiest thing I found was I went to Target, got one of the big uh, tubs. Yeah. like a big plastic tub cut a little hole out of the top so i could set it through there and then i'm able to like seal everything in so you don't lose a lot to evaporation clip oh. it right on the side i can fit a whole roast in there i've done uh prime rib done a whole oh, three nice. uh, i did a four bone in prime rib with that uh it turned out Ooh. wonderful yeah <laughs> yeah well i don't know why we decided to do this early in the morning because uh, i know we're all gonna, gonna make be everybody hungry, hungry bud yeah I mean, now, now keith how do you do your ribs now, wait a minute. First of all, Andrew, are you using baby back or are you using full rack? Uh, I typically use like the St. Louis style. Okay. St. Louis style ribs, you know, that way they're just less trimming, less work for me to do. I've been uh, lately with uh, with the baby on the way. I've been all about ease, you know, little right. as little to do because there's so much stuff to do around the house. So meals are usually, you know, I can't sit down and just focus the whole day on it. Like before, I'm usually trying to fix the house up or do other things when I'm home. So. It really well, makes no, a big no, difference. The Saint, with the St. Louis rose, at least you can get more meat off of it and ground yep. it up for the baby when the baby comes. <laughs> <laughs> Start them early, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> now, now, Keith, what's your technique? What do you do for your ribs? Uh, well, it's different over here because we all, most of us over here watch the American-style barbecue channels on YouTube. Right. But. Your cuts of meat over there to what we get over here are like chalk and cheese, especially Costco. Your your Costco mm. meat to our Costco meat is completely different. So if I I use a three two one method, which is what they say on the site, the three two one you, method. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Smoke I'm taking notes. Hours. I want to know this. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> smoke, smoke it for three hours. Okay. And wrap it for two hours. In um, go to like what's his name? I can't remember the guy's name now. Reed, Malcolm Reed. Okay, had to barbecue right. Mm-hmm. Smoke them for three hours. Put them on the put them in tin foil with some honey, brown oh. sugar, oh, okay. and butter. Leave them wrapped up for two hours. Put them back on the smoker. 
then the last hour you unwrap them, get get back out again and sauce them up. Now you put a dry rub on there before you yeah. put them on the first time. Yeah, I'll just use um, well the guy that I know the best, Rufus Teague. I've, I've been using that for about four years now. That's the only one I ever use. What is it? It's called Rufus Teague. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Google it. <laughs> Do they have it here in the states? Well, yes, yes, from America. So, oh, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. It could be here from America, but we may not be no, able to get it. Yeah, it's a big country. Yeah. So three, two, and then one. Three, two, one. Five now. Are baby back or? Yeah, they're baby backs. But okay. Loads, a load of people are saying that they're coming out too much. They like a bit more of a bite with them. Mm-hmm. But you mean the app? You mean the uh, smoke bite? Or no, just like the, the, they want more into the meat. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Not, not as much of the fall off the bone. Yeah, I have that issue yeah. every once in a while if I cook them too long yeah. uh, or if I wrap them, like you said. I think that's yeah. where the softness really comes in. That's yeah. holding a lot of that moisture in it. It kind of makes them fall off like that. Yeah, I, I actually prefer to bite the ribs off rather than have them slide off the bone. Yeah. That's just my preference. I enjoy yeah. more of a bite with mine. I'm the same way, but my daughter, unfortunately, hates to even touch anything with a bone in it. Oh. So, yeah, with her not liking to touch anything with a bone, I got to make sure they fall off the bone, yeah. which is, I don't But usually when I'm smoking ribs, I'll usually, because my smoker, I think I can put at least five racks on there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even six. It all depends. So some of them. I'll take off sooner, you know, for those that like it, you know, now Keith, what kind of wood you using? Uh, I like cherry, cherry. Cherry, wood. Okay. Cherry. The fruit woods, I think are, you can smoke almost anything with them, yeah. especially applewood. Applewood is always my go-to because you can, I mean, vegetables, fish, pork, meat, even tofu. Yes. I've even <laughs> smoked tofu with it. And ah. it was actually good. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was actually pretty good now All with right, mine what i do is of course i use applewood um and either style doesn't it doesn't matter what whether it's baby back or full-size racks now i have a special rub that i make myself i put that on there and then i think the best ones i did afterwards i smoked them at two between 225 250 for a few hours took them off, wrapped them in aluminum foil, put them back on there, I think for another hour. Took them off, but on my side, because I have the offset smoker. So on the side, in a, um, a little, uh, what do you call it, pot, mm-hmm. a, um, a jar of peanut butter, a jar of orange marmalade, a probably about three ounces of Jim Beam uh, double barrel oak bourbon mm-hmm. and a little yeah well yeah that, a little, little sip too just to make sure it's okay let's get it right it's, start, well the julia child bottle, right and then yeah. a little bit yeah <laughs> and um a little bit of chipotle sauce so then what i do is get that down you know uh nice consistency and then take them out of the foil and then brush that on there and if the first time i made it, everybody's like peanut butter and jelly is like Trust me. And I saw this from the barbecue pit boys. Although they used jelly, I used uh, orange marmalade. Brush that on, flip on, brush it on again. Oh, man. 
That's the, I got one rib. Five, that's when I did five racks. I got one. <laughs> one rib is all I got. Everybody else. Well, Just eat them up. Me. Yeah. All right, back to you, Andrew. With, with Sure. With, uh, actually, what kind of what, what do you use? What kind of a uh, smoker or grill do you have? So or I have grill, the, uh, I should say. So I have the I've sent the picture in our like our group text before. Uh, but I use the char griller. It's the one with the double sides. So I actually have the benefit of having the propane on one side and then the uh, charcoal area for the smoking and everything on the other side, which is just really great because sometimes you don't feel like setting up the smoker and doing all that. You just have the ease of the, the propane. Um, it also helps when you're doing like big events, you know, having, you know, some, not everyone likes the pulled pork. Not everyone likes the thing. Right. So I can always throw some dogs on for the kids and stuff like that. We have the parties at the house. Um, but I like using that. And the char grill is great. I think me and Keith were talking about that. Like right. price wise, it's price. not the worst for the size you get yeah. and for everything that you're getting um, for sure. Uh, that's my setup. Um, I also do have a little small Weber that I use every once in a blue moon. The but the, my main one. Yeah, just the, no, not yeah. the kettle, but the just the small little Weber black bowl. Uh, um, yeah, the the standard Weber. Yeah, the kettle then, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have that. That actually was left by the previous homeowners and I used it a few times, but. Uh, for my 30th birthday, my wife got me the big double char griller, and I haven't looked back. I keep, You know what? And every time I take my daughter to work, I look at that thing outside. Because I, I know they have it at Home Depot. I think it was like See $3. Where you can oh, well, well, <laughs> no, well, uh, well, I have the char griller, too. But I have I have the offset, although I, I never attached the offset. So mine, I, I use, I don't have the propane, it's strictly charcoal, but I use mm-hmm. that strictly for grilling. The, then I have the offset, the big offset um, that my family got me. That's the one that I'm waiting the for. The firebox Keith. offset? What's that? The firebox offset? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? That's, yeah. that's the only thing, that's the biggest one I use for smoking. I'm still waiting for when Keith, and it, we've already made this promise when Keith comes over, we're going to do a pig on it. Yeah, boy. okay. I can I cannot smoke a pig until he gets here. So yes. that's the only rule. Uh, but that thing, oh my gosh, it, I love it because you, you can fit so much in there. I think mm-hmm. well, beer can chickens. I think I had four beer can chickens on there at one time. Uh, like I said, five racks of ribs. I can't even tell you how many burgers. So I got that, and then I got the, uh, my two Weber kettle. Um, and the Weber kettles, you can't go wrong with them, whether for grilling or smoking. The and the other thing is, you, Andrew, you're lucky because I, I mean, somebody left theirs there. Oh, uh, just you the old Weber kettle, yeah. Yeah, but you know those things. They, I have the one I have outside. I've had since '95. Never had it covered. Oh, now yeah, that one I'm restoring. Up. Yeah, they do, and they're worth money. That's the other thing. They, I mean, it, it's. I had um, one of my neighbors. He had one. He didn't like it. He used it like two or three times. They asked me if I wanted it. I was like, Yeah. How much? He said, No. Just take it. It's like okay, no problem. Matter of fact, I, I all I do is grill some chicken on it yesterday, but. Uh, oh man, I think it's great. I'm going to customize it some and put like key son, Ricky has his grill has the center, um, grate that you can pull out. It's a center grate. It looks like a cast iron grate within the grill cover itself. 
so you he could pour it out and add more charcoal and i want to get one of them so that's on the list but of course i <laughs> my wife hates to hear me talking about grilling because there's so many other grills i want too but we'll talk about that in a minute keith <laughs> what, which what do you you have two two right i got three I got, but, oh um, okay 18 inch kettle weather Mm-hmm. Uh, 22-inch kettle Weber and an 18-inch Weber Smoky Mountain. How do you okay. like the Smoky Mountain? How what? How do you like the Smoky Mountain? That's it. the barrel, right? Yeah, it's like a barrel, yeah. yeah. stand up. It took me um, ages and ages to get to know how to do the temperatures properly because when I first got it, I was, I was forever like indoors, outdoors, indoors, outdoors. Right. The temperature was like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Once you get it dialed into what it should be, and you light the coals up, let them get hot first, and then just put the lid and everything back on, and it, just, it would just sit there for hours. Yeah. With that, don't you have to put water in the bottom of it? Yeah, you put water in the pan. Yeah, there's a pan inside. Okay. Well, now, you do you use... don't have to. Okay. Yeah, it does. I think it helps with the cooking. Yeah, I always that, put at least a little pan of water or something yeah. down on the bottom just to help a little bit with that steam and moisture. Yeah. Now, do you use wood in that? Uh, I've only used the wood for the actual smoking, like the chunks. But okay. I'd so you're using the chunks, not the chips. Yeah, yeah I don't okay. use chips. Yeah, I don't like using chips. Chips I are use- what you eat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and I know for like my Weber kettle, um, before I even had, got the real smoker, I used to use chips, yeah. But it's just keeping them wet, adding more, adding more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pain. And then, actually, somebody brought me some pellets, and I got the little um, things that you add pellets to. You put on your grill, mm-hmm. which, which comes in nice. But it, it's still you're not getting that full smoky flavor as with the logs or the chunks. Mm-hmm. You know, which that's one thing I like about my also. I can use the chunks or the logs. I get a lot of, um, you know, logs that I use in there. And usually apple, wood, and cherry. Although, have you guys actually tried any nut woods? Like whether pecan or anything like that? I haven't um, used the pecan. Um, I'm actually allergic to tree nuts, so I wasn't really oh. sure. I mean, this might there might be people out there laughing right now because <laughs> they're like, oh, that wouldn't affect you. But I just never wanted to uh, take that chance. <laughs> Yeah, better Just safe than case. sorry. Yeah, yep, better safe than sorry on that one. So I usually stick to you know the hickories, the mesquites, the uh, apple woods, and stuff that we talked about already. What, now, what about you, Keith? Have you? We don't really get um, nuts over here. We've got um, okay. We've got all the fruit woods, but I can't actually say that I've seen any nut wood anywhere. Okay, one of the things I've found, and actually less, yeah, you know, Richardson, his uh, store, Richardson Farms, carries this. Andrew, if you ever get a chance, you have to go down there and get this. We mm-hmm. did um, a heritage festival, the Lions Club did, and we I smoked turkey legs. Okay. And I used you know the, the lump charcoal that I got mm-hmm. at Richardson's, but it was sugar maple. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the flavor that that added to them turkey legs. And the only thing I did to the turkey legs was add poultry seasoning to them. Everything else was just from that sugar maple wood. It it comes in the uh, big was a forty pound bags. I think it's forty pound bags, twenty pound or forty pound. But it's it's well worth it if you ever get a chance. Just go to Richardson Farms right there on yeah. Ebenezer. 
Um, Keith, you'll have to that one, next time you come over here, you got to get some of that and take it, ship it home. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, like forty dollars in shipping, if not more. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you say, next time I come over, I want a a ribulator to go on the spit roast fitting. A for the, uh, yeah. Yep. It's what like is four a ribulator. It's like four trays that are about a foot long that you put a rack of ribs on or whatever you want to put on, but it goes around slowly. On the rotisserie. Okay. Yeah, it's like a rotisserie, but made for yeah. ribs. Yeah. Huh. And then uh, I want I want to hang ribs in this Weber Smoky Mountain, but Weber don't do a a hanging kit over here. Only in America, they wow. don't. But I know I've seen them before. You can get a pit barrel cooker one, and uh, I think it's Hunsacker. Mm-hmm. But you have to import it from America. So, but next time oh. I do come over, I'm going to buy all that I need and just ship it back over. Uh, Keith, I got to ask. So around here, we have places we can go to if we wanted to like buy, you know, if we didn't want to make our own, we can go to somewhere like Mission Barbecue, stuff like that. Are there any options uh, over where you are if you wanted to get good barbecue like that? I see. That's the difference. You said good barbecue. If I wanted (laughs) barbecue, I could go to one about five miles away. Uh Good barbecue. Hmm. No, no, no one ever does it like you do, do they? Right, right. That's that's true. Even if you go to somebody else's house. Yeah, not you, cuz, but yeah, because you're not going to get the St. Louis barbecue, the Texas barbecue, stuff like that. It's essentially an American thing, I guess. I was going to say, what about even pit beef? Can you even get pit beef over there? And that's a Maryland thing. Yeah, Uh, pit beef came from Maryland. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) you know, (laughs) hey, cuz, that's another thing when you come here, because I do pit did pit beef. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Zit, Ernie Zittle. Yeah. He had me do it for his um daughter's graduation party. First time I ever did it. And he had me talk to some guys that do it and they said, Don't season it whatsoever. It's like, okay. So I didn't. And um I mean it came out okay. So the next time I did it, I said, like, I gotta season it. Just SPG, salt, pepper, garlic powder. That's all I put on there. Yeah. Oh man, what a oh yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, we did um you know the rotating homeless shelter they do every year, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Around yeah. here. We every year we cook for that. And the one year we did hamburgers and hot dogs. This past year I said, you know what? No, we're not gonna do that. Let's give let's well, because we always did lunch. This time we did dinner. It's like let's fill them up. And we decided we did, I think with the one guy made crab soup. And I said, we're going to do pit beef, pit beef and pit ham. Man, that beef, and I did the same way, just SPG. Mm. I think I got it up to 125 internal, took it off the grill, wrapped it in aluminum foil, put it in a cooler with no ice, you know, just put it in coolers. That way it still Mm. stays hot and it's cooking. Oh, man, that stuff was gone like that in no time. And I've done it again. Now everybody wants you know, wants me to do the pit beef, you know, but, um, that's, I, re- I, I, I want to smoke it though. Cause that was grilling. I want to try to smoke it and see how that goes. Just nice, low and slow. Get that ring on there. So what kind of meat do you, what kind of cut did you use for the, uh, the pit beef? For that I used, I've used a top round and a bottom round. Okay. Is what I use. Um, and I leave the fat on there. Because to me, fat, yeah, fat adds flavor, you know, and 
yeah, it's that makes a big difference. Now, one yeah. thing I want to do and I haven't done yet is I want to smoke a brisket. Right. I've never smoked a brisket yet. Well, are you laughing? I have Keith? made some mistakes. <laughs> I will well, tell you mean, what not to do. Well, the brisket over here is laughable. Your butcher would probably chuck it in the bin. Over, <laughs> over here. Okay. You go, to Cost, you go to Costco's over here and you get a, like, a rolled brisket. Mm-hmm. And you unroll it. And it's like barely an inch thick. So they only leave the flat and they get rid of the wow. point? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a flat steak over here, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but t- by the time you cut the bit of fat off of it, it's like right. it's like flash fried steak or something. It's crazy. Mm. No, well, what's your favorite thing to, to barbecue, Keith? I love pulled pork. The pulled yeah. pork. Yeah. The All first right, well, thing I ever smoked. It's like the, going back to the first thing, oh, you know. Uh, that, so I, I know how Andrew does it. I think I know who how Andrew does it. How do you do yours, Keith? Uh, I inject mine with some apple juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, way you do you add apple cider vinegar to it as well, or just apple juice? Just plain apple juice. Okay. And then just throw it straight in the smoker because Tina and Sam don't really eat it, but if they right. try, it, if they try it, they don't want any seasoning on it. So. Yeah. Oh, so you don't put any dry rub on there whatsoever? Well, I just would probably salt. And what do you do? <laughs> low and slow yeah what yeah. about 250 uh probably 225 up to 250 okay uh, six or eight hours maybe yeah that's not now yeah. now what's your rule of thumb uh both you guys uh what my was it like god i'm gonna get this wrong is it hour to hour to hour and a half per pound per pound yeah something like that yeah i it's smoking. about what i if I'm at around 225 to 250, it's about an hour to an hour and a half per pound. Okay. All right. Uh, to try to estimate for, but it's always an estimate. I mean, Keith, uh, we all know that. It's always yeah. an estimate. You'll have some days where you go out there and the same size, it's taken yeah. seven, yeah. eight hours, where yesterday it took four. Well, it's, it's just, it's all a. One of the Facebook groups that I'm on, the um, well, I need a British one. Mm-hmm. First of all, they're mining because we're doing it in Fahrenheit, like us old fellas, because that's what we learned <laughs> off the YouTubes. Right. So, what is 225 in English? Well, that is English. No, it's uh, not. 200. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, they argue about that. And then uh, we have all sorts of arguments because of the American version and the English version, and it's crazy. But What does the, that uh, correlate to in Celsius? I don't have a clue, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a clue. <laughs> so, you're doing Fahrenheit no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I do Fahrenheit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. If that's what you're learning off of, that's what you base that's it off of. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Although, when it comes to the weights, he'll be sitting there talking stone and everything else to me. I'm like, come on, dude, speak yeah. English, man. I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Pounds. And, oh, well, yeah, because oh. you say pound to you, you're talking money. Money, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, Andrew, I, you probably, yeah. you're pulled pork, you probably sous vide it, right? Sous vide? Actually, no. With pulled pork, no? I, have not done, I have not done a sous vide pulled pork yet. That's oh. one of the things I haven't done. The only pool porks I've ever done. So my first attempt was in an apartment where I didn't even have a grill. I did a full pool pork in the oven using like liquid smokes and all oven? that. Okay. In the oven, I was able to low and go low and slow yeah. liquid smoke. It was okay. Uh, my next one was done when that was the very first thing I cooked when I got the big char griller. So I used the smoker. I just went straight to just like what Keith said. Um, injected it with a little bit of marinade. Yeah. Now I did do a dry rub because I'm a big fan of dry brine 
Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this, the salting it overnight. Right. That is a huge thing for me. Uh, almost all of my meats, every steak, everything I do, if I know and I have the time to prepare, I like to give it a good 12 to 24 hour dry brine. It just makes such a difference. It helps that salt to penetrate down into the meat, start breaking right. down. It helps it just overall. Um, so I'll do that. I'll usually put the seasoning on the night before, let it sit in the fridge, just lightly covered in some foil, just so you know you don't have to worry about as many other smells getting on there. Um, and then the next day I'll bring it out first thing, and that's when I'll start with the smoking process. Um, and I'm the same way. I just put it on there every uh, about every hour. I spritz with uh, some apple cider. I use a combo of apple cider vinegar and apple yeah, juice. You know, my, we like a little more of the vinegar taste uh, in my family. So uh, I'll spritz that about every hour and just let it go, just watching my temperatures. And uh, I'm the same, 225 to 250, mm -hmm. and usually takes about seven, eight hours. See that? I do that with my with my pork. I'll go ahead and, and you know put my dry rub on the night mm -hmm. before, but my meats I don't. My really? when it comes yeah my meats when it comes to that now I use kosher salt, mm -hmm. um, kosher salt you know the ground pepper and uh, garlic powder. But I let let the meats sit out for about an hour, half hour to an hour mm -hmm. before I grill them. Yeah. Um, and then just put that on right before I put them on the grill or the smoker, rub them in because sometimes I, I, I did that one time. I put the, the kosher salt on the night before. And when I took it out, it's like that salt ate almost all the way through it. Of course, it may, it was probably a cheap cut of meat. I, actually, I think it was, it was like a top round, but, yeah. um, it's like, yeah, that's, I just do it right beforehand. And, but my pork. I'll do the night before and fish fish. I'll do usually a few hours before depending mm -hmm. on what type of fish it is like salmon. Oh my God. I don't know if you guys like fish or not, but uh, with salmon, I'll, <laughs> he's, I, <laughs> he's like, that's sacrilege. Uh, putting salmon. <laughs> you, hey, hey Keith, this ain't, <laughs> this ain't no lie. Yeah, Stephanie, Danny's girlfriend yeah. hates, says she hates salmon and asparagus. So the first cookout she came over, that's what I did. I smoked salmon and asparagus. And what I did with the salmon, you know, a little bit of salt and pepper and brown sugar, some bourbon. I think that was it. And, and coated both sides. Leave the skin on, of course. And then put it in the refrigerator for a couple of hours. And that brown sugar just melts. While, even while it's in the refrigerator, gets into that into the fish. She loved it. Now, whenever she comes over, she tells me I have to cook salmon and asparagus. There's asparagus now. I've been sport because I can't remember where I saw it. I said asparagus and wrap the streaky bacon around it, mm -hmm. but leave leave a gap in between his wrapping and then wrap phyllo pastry around it. Ooh. I haven't heard of that one, but that Game sounds changer. good. Game changer. I've <laughs> never wrapped bacon around the asparagus. I have done that with oh. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Bacon wrapped asparagus is fantastic. Yep. I, have, I think bacon wrapped anything is. Fantastic. I think you, you might be on to something. If only we could wrap the world in bacon, eh? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I just I uh I've never tried that with asparagus. I'm gonna have to try that next time now. Oh, yeah. and, and what filo pastry? Filo pastry. Or puff What's that? Like, like a puff pastry. Oh, puff like pastry. a croissant. Right. I guess. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> and you put that on the grill. Yeah. Go watch wow. it because it'll burn quick. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh yeah, all that fat from yeah. the bacon and everything going in there as well. That is nice. Yeah, you know, we have um getting back onto the, like the ribs. 
the St. Louis style ribs and the uh, baby back ribs, like obviously two different meats. Because I've I done the St. Sure. Louis ones three, two, one, and they was terrible. <laughs> right. And like I've done a rookie mistake. I didn't didn't probe the meat to make sure the meat was done because I uh, okay. done all the others three, two, one. That was going to be the same three, two, one. And he was like. Well, you know, you got to keep practicing. So that was like oh, yeah. 17 bucks down the drain. <laughs> well. There are more expensive cuts you could have messed up on. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah. That's why, uh, was it the other the other night? Actually, for my birthday, Grace wasn't home. So I made di- I don't know why I made dinner for my birthday. But anyways, <laughs> I, I got two nice porterhouse steaks. And Marge is the type. She doesn't like her meat to have any type of mooing to it, as she says. You know, no red in it whatsoever. Well, with a porterhouse steak, because you got the filet on one side and you got the New York strip on the other. So your New York strip isn't going to cook as fast as the filet side. Mm -hmm. And I, I used a seasoning that my mother-in-law got me which is actually very good better than i don't know if you ever used the montreal steak seasoning sure it blows that away it is a lot better than that but i i didn't grill it i did it in the cast iron skillet oh man it was good but marja couldn't finish hers because it was too red It's like that's the way meat's supposed to be eaten. You don't want it to where you just drop it and it doesn't bounce or anything. Taylor's the same. It's got to be dead. Yeah. Uh, Any pink in it if we go out for a restaurant, it's straight back. Uh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, you know the funny thing is because Marge is the one that taught me how to eat meat. That doesn't yeah. sound right. How to folk. eat steaks because I used to get steaks and I would smother it in sauce. Mm-hmm. And A1 she got on me. That, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. like, stop doing that and just enjoy the flavor. So now I do I don't use any <laughs> no, you, that, that's a big slap in the face. If I'm grilling something, you go you want bar uh steak sauce for your steak. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> but but if, if you're cooking steaks for somebody else, do you how do you take the doneness of it? Did you use the old Gordon Ramsay bit where he touches his Yep, every time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the way I do it every time. If I'm checking yeah. for somebody, that was the easiest thing. Once I it saw was, that, yeah. it was just like yeah. game changer. It was, oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> oh, so, yeah. All right, for for people listening, real quick, because this is a huge thing. If you haven't seen it, Google the Gordon Ramsay. You know how to check your doneness of your steak. But yeah. what is it? So your thumb to pointer finger yeah. is a rare steak. Yeah. Your thumb touching your middle finger is a medium rare. Medium rare. Thumb touching your ring finger. And then you touch the inside of your pad. That's medium a well, well, medium well. And then pinky to thumb is, yeah, is well yeah. done. Cremated. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah, it's shoe leather. Shoe leather. Yeah. Un, un, <laughs> unclean. Un, un, unedible. Uh, uh, but no, that, yeah, leather. when I learned that, that was great. What's what's um, some of the, I guess, strangest things you guys have uh, barbecued? Or I'd best things? Tr- I'd say not strangest, but one of the neatest, like something different that I wasn't accustomed to doing that much was the kebabs, like getting really? into like doing kebabs and stuff like that. I'd never really done that before until a few, uh, about a month ago. Um, and we've done them three times since then just because they're so good. Um, 
but that's something that uh, really goes great, whether you're doing charcoal or propane, is just yeah. a kebab. Um, usually you're using like a tougher piece of meat. So that's, again, that's something else I either marinate for 24 hours or use a salt yeah. brine. And um, going back, Rich, what you were saying about the uh, salt, you said you tried salting something overnight and it came out overly salted. The rule of thumb I heard was if you put salt on it overnight and you come back the next day and there's still salt on the top, it's oversalted. So uh, uh, the meat will absorb a certain amount and then anything it can't absorb will still be on the top. Okay. Um, so I actually take like a, a coarser grain salt because right. uh, it breaks down a little bit slower and I'll like crack the salt like using like a salt grinder or something like that on top of the steaks and then let them sit overnight and then you come back the next day and they'll have that really deep red color. I don't yeah. know if you've seen it before, like that super dark red color. Um, and then the only place it won't penetrate is through the fat. Like salt can't penetrate fat in that amount of time. Um, and it, it really does help to penetrate deep. And then once I'm getting ready to cook it, I don't add any other salt. The salt's already in the meat. So I don't add any finishing salt, nothing at all. Just the uh, the pepper and the garlic right. powder or whatever else I'm doing to it. Uh, and that usually turns out the best. And, and you get a good full bite all the way through. <laughs> so it's called the dry brine. I have to try that. Yeah, What's the that worst? was something that was truly a game changer. What's the worst thing you've ever done? <laughs> the yeah. worst thing I've ever done? Yeah. Uh, I got to think. I've done some. All right. When I first started getting into it at my parents' house, uh, before I had moved out, uh, I tried doing some steaks, and it was with the salt as well. I heard of someone doing like a salt bath, like where they kind of like really dip the whole thing in salt. The whole thing. I didn't realize how long you were supposed to leave it in, and I cooked it with all that salt still on it. I, you couldn't Ooh. eat it. It was, like, <laughs> it was like eating a block of salt. It was the worst thing I've ever made, hands down. Um, that, that's probably my worst, my worst uh, thing. It was two big old porterhouses too, so I felt like I ruined that. Talking about throwing seventeen bucks away, I threw away like forty-eight dollars that uh, day. I think well, the worst thing I ever did, believe it or not, was hamburgers. Oh, okay. One one Memorial Day, actually, and this was just a few years ago. Um, everybody kept getting on me in the course that man, we got to do a Memorial Memorial Day cookout, just make burgers. I'm like, okay. So, at the time, I still had a couple cases of beer in the uh, garage that I only used for cooking, for marinating mm -hmm. and everything. So I had a big thing of Montreal steak season that somebody gave me. I put that in with the ground beef and then some Indian pale ale, like two bottles. Like you mix the beer in with the actual ground yeah. beef? Oh yeah. Yeah. And those burgers, I don't think anybody could finish one. They were so salty when they came off. I'm like, this, how I've never made burgers this bad. I mean, they were nasty. They were nasty. I think we everybody even ended up throwing them in the yard. The birds looked at us and said, "Not a shot. You take it back." I mean, <laughs> like, well, the do the dog like lifts its leg on it, like no, nope, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. The dog's like, "Why are you trying to kill me?" But that, oh yeah, that was that was nasty. I think that definitely has to be probably the worst thing I ever have grilled. Yeah, what about you? Passing it back to you. Mine was a ham that we was going to have for Christmas. So I thought I'd try it first before Christmas, and it was a good job I did. <laughs> and uh, the video that I watched on YouTube had it soaking milk for 24 hours. Uh, wait a minute. A regular ham had it soaking in milk? Yeah. Okay. So I, I did that, and then prepared it all, put all like, little cloves in it, and 
stuck it on a smoker for, I think that was over eight hours. It looked beautiful. <laughs> and when I got it off, again, I didn't probe it because of the, the meter on the eye grill thing said it was ready. <laughs> and you needed a saw to get through it. I'm like, <laughs> not, not having that for Christmas. <laughs> that the, was terrible. The only thing I ever heard that you use milk for is deer meat. And depending right. on which color of the deer meat, like the deer steaks, you marinate that in milk for 24 fish hours too. to get the gamey taste out. You can do that with wild caught fish too. Really? Yeah. Like your fresh waters, like your catfish, stuff like that. Yeah, I've heard of some people soaking it in milk to try to try to pull out some of that gamey flavor. But see, to me, like catfish doesn't taste fishy to me. I cannot get my. That's one thing I can't get my wife to eat. She does not like catfish. She does not enjoy oh, that. One of my, it's way catf- too gamey. Yeah, yeah, that's what, still one of my favorite fish. Catfish until until thanks to you, Andrew, I finally tried that snakehead fish. And, oh. oh. <laughs> Man, it's that, good. I'm telling it you, it is. That is it. My that my <laughs> Keith hates fish, but yeah. definitely in my top favorite fish to eat. For freshwater, you can't beat it. Oh no, no. So that salmon and cow nose ray. Now, Keith, you would like cow nose ray? Would I? It's similar to an eel. No, I know. No, 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 no. You're thinking of the um. Which uh, one am I thinking of then? Um. Uh, I forget that you're thinking of an eel, but I can't think of the, the proper name for it. No, cow nose ray. They have them here in the Chesapeake Bay. They, they look like a devil ray fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they it, both it, fish for them a lot. Yeah. The meat's red. So okay. it's almost, it's almost like, um, like eating steak. It does, it's mm-hmm. not fishy at all. And my neighbor, get, um, was catching them a lot and bringing me some. And all I do is that I put it on the grill, but just use obey. And olive oil, oh man, that was good. That's that's another one that's definitely in my top picks. Um, hmm. That's something different. Yeah, yeah, it, it was good. It, you all like Keith is rolling smoke. over there. He, he is, he's cringing right <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, cause cause wait till you come over because I'm gonna have you eating snakehead fish. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, next time I come over, I'll go out and catch him, and you can smoke them or whatever you do it. Well, if you're going That's out with great. John, he ain't going fishing for snakehead. He's uh, going he's fishing best. for rock. Yeah. 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 But nah, uh, I, I would, you would like some, a lot of stuff I'm saving for you when you get here. And some me. of the stuff we won't tell Tina and Sam what it is. Like we, I don't know if they like deer meat, so we won't tell them it's deer. I know they, the, um, the chef that got Sam involved in the college that he went to, he Goes with a guy down on the west coast of England who's got a deer farm. So he oh, came, really? He came back, uh, I think this was last year or the year before, came back with a big hind quarter of a, a red deer. Yeah, oh. I was going to ask if it was red deer. Yeah. Yeah. Something Couldn't I haven't make... tried yet. I'm wondering yeah. how it tastes compared to like a white tail or a black tail or something like that. I'm really I curious. Had that. I know how the red deer taste. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of red deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we? They, I guess we don't have that here in the states, do we? No, no, okay. that's a that's a European. Okay. Yeah. Now I know we have uh, the sicka deer here, which is better than mm-hmm. the white tail. Yes, uh, Japanese very elk, tender. whatever you want to call them. Oh man, that's very good. Uh, actually, Andrew, you heard about okay the bear they shot up in Havity Grace, right? Right. 
who got that bear? Who kept it? <laughs> I, I have no that's idea. That's some who got, good that. eating there. I'm thinking, man, if I was the chief of police, I'd be like, all right, bring that thing back here because we're eating good tonight, fellas. <laughs> bear is not something I've had for years. I think when oh. I was younger, uh, uncle had one. He had gotten one up in Canada and brought some back. And I don't remember it being anything that blew me out of the water, you know, blew my mind, but uh, something I'd like to try. There's a lot of oh, bucket list game things I'd like to eat. Yeah. You know, things I'd Actually, like to taste. I was going to say, what is on your list of things that you want to try that you haven't tried yet? I would say the biggest thing would probably be like a wild boar. I haven't oh, tried wild cool. boar. I have heard it's fantastic. I've heard it's it's like got a stronger, like hammy flavor, which mm-hmm. I mean, it just sounds great. So wild boar, that's kind of one of the things I want to do is like a boar hunt where you can yeah. go out, hunt it clean it and then that night you know you're cooking up pieces of it that's that's really what i want to do down yeah. in the south yeah, we so i have some friends who do this <laughs> that it's very good what about you keith uh probably wild boar as well really yeah wow man we, we, we don't have a lot of choice over here really we don't, we don't get half the deer you get yeah but you got the internet where you can get a lot of meat shipped to you yeah but it can get pricey yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. That's like if, if we yeah. were talking about just like a cut of meat, you know, Wagyu. I've never had the Japanese Wagyu, you know, the Prime, A5, those kind of things. I mean, they're, yeah. they're like $300 a steak. So I, I might be waiting on that for a while. Yeah. One of or, the things I'm going to get, and I heard that it is very good, probably the best meat you'll ever have, is camel burgers. Hmm. I've heard and, camel's good. Uh, yes, very good. I, I definitely, and I've been looking at it online because you can order it. I, I'm going to get it one of these days. Probably another thing I'll have to wait for Keith to come over here to the stage. Actually, Andrew, now that you know, when Keith comes over, you're going to have to come over. We're just going to have to line up my driveway with the grills and we'll just sit there. And we've done this before. The smokers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've done it. Uh, uh, God, we had seven of them going at one time everybody mm-hmm. just brought stuff over and grilled and smoked oh it was ted my neighbor did his pineapple with, with that he marinates in fireball whiskey mm. and throws on the grill oh i do like grilled pineapple that's something that i got hooked on a while back that stuff is really good Actually, one of the things I have tried on the grill, uh, and the kids loved it. I, I'm they're begging me to do it again. Is pizza? Pizza on the grill? I don't yeah. think I've ever done that one. Oh, so, man. okay. So my wife's—I gotta be careful here because my wife is straight <laughs> Italian. So when it comes to pizza, there's only a certain way it's done. Any Italian foods, there's a certain way it's done. So I don't know if that would be considered sacrilege or not. So I gotta be careful on that one. <laughs> I, my, my best friend, uh, that I served with in the core actually lives over in Italy now. That's where his wife's from. And, oh man, when she was here, she made dinner for us one night. Oh, man. there is, you could tell a true Italian Oh, when yeah. they cook. Uh, actually a buddy of mine every year for Christmas, they make homemade ravioli over three. I think he did, they did over 360 mm-hmm ravioli what what you him I, tell him how i like my pizzas like uh, your pizzas oh you're gonna love this andrew no no you go ahead keith tell everybody yeah. how you where's your, can your wife here <laughs> she's not here i probably no, he's in the shop no cheese 
No cheese on the ah, cheeseless pizza. The, Everyone has their own. <laughs> the last time, the last time they were here, uh, I took them down to Town Grill and Pub, uh-huh. and he ordered pizza, and you or you said you didn't want any cheese, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? And even even the waitress is like, no cheese. Oh man, it was good. I was blown away. Now, what do you like on it then, Keith? If you're not getting the cheese, what do you like on it? What are your uh, toppings? Well, the last last one I've done was baked beans. Yeah, tin no. of baked beans. Okay. Um, <laughs> sausage, just like plain pork sausage, mm-hmm. mushrooms, onions, peppers. Uh, chicken on there as well. That yeah, was nice. Pop the beans. The beans were disgusting. I was yeah. going to say, it all sounds good until you say baked I was beans. Saying the beans, yeah. yeah. But the next, like one a... gonna, next one I'm going to try is going to be barbecue sauce. Okay. Barbecue so, sauce. I've had a barbecue yeah. pizza before. Yeah, I've uh, had a barbecue yeah. sauce pizza before. Wait a minute. Did Rachel so. have one? Have it? No, no. That was somewhere else. That, okay. was, that was when we were out somewhere. <laughs> You're like, uh-uh. No, I could give her that. And they no. also helps having a chef that will do the uh, pizza dough for you as well. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah, that's I what mastered. I. When I did it on the grill, we did the, we made the the dough and everything. And what I liked about it is, I think I did three of them and just let the kids put on there whatever they wanted. Yeah. But of course, every on each one they put cheese on there. Go nice. figure. I know these kids don't know how to eat pizza. <laughs> what about vegetables? What what grilling wise? Yeah. Oh, for me, eggplant. I love eggplant, slice it up, marinate it. You mean, you mean it, aubergine? Aubergine, yes. You got to use the uh, the fancy word for it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The purple thing. Uh, marinated in Italian dressing. So you, you done that one year when we came over. And yeah. we, had, we had some friends over for a smoke. And uh, I've done exactly the same thing. Bought aubergine, cut it up, put it in a Ziploc bag with the Italian seasoning. Mm-hmm. On the grill, I said it's the best thing they've ever had. Oh yeah, on on eggplant, it's awesome. Now for my asparagus, what I do with that is some dill weed, lemon juice, and olive oil. Put that in the bag, ziploc bag. Let that marinate, and then just throw it on the grill. And I don't like it soft. I want it as with any of my vegetables, except for uh, eggplant or whatever you called it. A little bit. It's got to snap. <laughs> Get that snap to it. You and mean that? Out- Al dente. Yeah. Yeah. It's cooked al dente, and, sir. And Brussels sprouts <laughs> on the grill are oh, yeah. very good, too. I think there's – now, I did see something I want to try, a video I want to try with corn on the cob. Um, corn on the cob I like to do on the grill, but I keep it in the husk. I soak yep. it let, – let it all soak in water for, I think, overnight. And then just take it out of the, the cooler, throw the whole thing on the um, grill. And yep, I've had it grill. like that before. But I saw somebody do deep fried corn on the cob. I want to try. I mean, deep frying anything. Uh, yes, yeah. you got. You can't go wrong. Actually, you I really can't it, go wrong. I wonder how bacon wrapped around corn on the cob would be. Fiddly. Yeah, difficult to eat. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine difficult to eat. That's what I'm thinking. Well, what, what you could, what you could do is maybe cook it, grind it up into a dust, and. Dip the corn oh, in there. Sprinkle, and, sprinkle yeah. bacon dust on it. Yeah. It's like a magic fairy with bacon. You know, you just. <laughs> you know uh, what, though? For the deep fried corn on the cob, that may not be a bad idea. 
Hmm. I haven't definitely tried that. Now let me ask you this: Have you ever done like a whole mushrooms grilled? Yeah. Oh, portobello mushrooms. They, yeah. Oh yeah, that's, yes. That's one of my favorite things to do. I Just made a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of salt and pepper. Yeah. Let them grill up. Ah, oh, so good. What I did was I made a three-pound burger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, was it three pounds or five pounds? I mean, it was, well, probably the size of a pizza. So probably a five-pound burger. And I smoked it, and I put the portobello mushrooms uh, on on the smoker, but I had cut up onions and garlic inside the cap and smoked all that, and then also smoked the bacon. And then when it was all done, of course, you had to – I couldn't find rolls big enough for the burger. (laughs) You need a whole brioche roll or something. Yeah, it's like I had to get loads of bread. But one person can't eat it, of course, so we slice up like pie and – oh. It, that was that was i love smoked portobello mushrooms mm-hmm. even grilled is good but what about um courgettes what courgettes. i haven't heard that one before what is that where's me where's me eight book zucchini okay oh okay <laughs> oh yeah zucchini always goes on the kebab uh, uh, see i usually make zucchini noodles yeah mm. Yeah. The zoodles, they call it. Zoodles, yeah. yeah. In the house. But on the grill, I, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. It's all right. You know, some people like it, but it's not my go-to vegetable. Right. Have you um, tried that in that sea, in the um, Italian marinade? Goes well. There's zucchini well. in there? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah it goes really well. Yeah, it's a really good thing to grill. I think usually I just did. Maybe I did try. Did I just hear a train? Yep. Uh, okay. Like, what in the world? I hope you don't have. I got someone who's doing some yard work now out here in front of the shop, so I'm hoping oh, okay. it doesn't get too loud for you guys. Oh, no, you're if it fine, does, man. I can always shut the door. Now, what about as far as uh, bird poultry? Besides chicken, have you guys tried? Anything? Have you smoked a turkey yet? Turkey? Yeah. I haven't done that yet. No, no? I, a oh. turkey. I've, I've done the deep fried turkey. That was uh, the last big thing. I've, my yeah. dad won't eat it any other way now. Really? So we, yep. We baked them for years and then we my dad finally broke down bought a deep fryer we did it one year and that's it that's all she wrote i that's our turkey every year now that's what i used to do every year was deep, uh, deep fry it and then i tried grilling it the last time i spatchcocked mm-hmm. it and grilled mm-hmm. it and now that's what everybody wants they want it that right. way i have yet to smoke one though See, my mom, if, if we're over Thanksgiving's at my mom's house, she has to, uh, the presentation is all important. So yeah. I can't spatchcock it. I can't break it down. Yeah, I can't that's it separate. True. So it's been a little tricky with that one. But uh, but that is something I'd like to try. Yeah, the, I definitely uh, want to smoke turkey, one. For sure. Yeah. I rotisserie one every Christmas day. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, How I does the rotisserie one. turn out? I bet it's good. I don't really like smoked turkey. Really? Okay. No. I don't know I like, if I've ever really had it other than like a smoked turkey breast or something you might get at the store. Well, had, I mean, like I said, we did the smoked turkey legs, yeah. um, which I felt like a Neanderthal. You know, you're just walking around I, gnawing on one like a Viking <laughs> or something. Like at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, that's what we did it. It's like, a her- you know, we won Heritage Fair. What did they eat back then? Turkey legs, the only thing we see. And corn <laughs> chowder. Okay, we did that. You know, um, uh, turkey, I, I, I want to try quail or pheasant. I haven't tried that either. I've had it. It's, it's, and duck. It's very good, little gamey. Um, I, I I think they're delicious. Duck is one of my favorite proteins. If I have to pick like I a favorite duck. fowl protein, yeah, it's definitely going to be duck. 
I love um, dog, but I haven't tried it on the delicious. grill yet. No, I haven't done it on the grill, uh, but I have had it, you know, as, as far as being a tender and flavorful meat, duck is amazing. Yeah. So, now, uh, you guys do potatoes? That's what I haven't. I usually use them in a toaster oven. I air fry them. I'll take like a roasted potato. They go great with almost any meal. Ooh, so I'll okay. take red potatoes, slice, you know, dice them up uh, in the little small chunks. I'll put them in a pan with some olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, uh, a little bit of rosemary. Uh, my wife grows <laughs> her own herbs. So I just pull some fresh rosemary off, put nice. it in there, mix it up with it. Uh, and then I put it in the pan for the air fryer, get them nice and crispy. I mean, it's like, just delicious home fries goes wonderful with your standard, your steaks, everything. your red meats, ev- everything basically. Yeah, they're yeah. they're my go to, uh, go to side. See, my go to side sweet potatoes. I like sweet potatoes. And yeah, I'll, I'll cook them whole. Uh, you know, put a couple holes in there, just salt and pepper, and olive oil, and, and just throw them on the grill or the smoker until you can. It's almost like you're testing your meat until it gets soft. Mm-hmm. Slice them open. Right. Oh, man. I do enjoy. There. All right, so I have a question, and I kind of wanted to say, what is the one thing you've made or eaten that kind of changed your life? Have you ever grilled or like that one thing you've had that's like oh, – that we that we have that, grilled. I know everything's good. Yeah, grilled okay. or smoked or cooked or anything okay. that you're like, I know this has changed my life, the way I do things. You can think of that one cut, that wow. special cut. Um, (laughs) (laughs) if there is one, maybe there's more than one. Yeah. For me, I'd have to say that the, when I did the first time I did the, um, peanut butter and orange marmalade ribs. Yeah. Just because that, you know, everybody was saying, no, that's going to be disgusting. You, you know, you shouldn't do that on air. And it, it was a big hit. And to me, that just, you, you have to experiment. You have to try different things. You're not, and I was always taught, you know, you're not going to know if you don't like something unless you try it. Yep. And that's one of the things when I was over in Japan, I mean, I ate some weird stuff, which you can't eat here. Mm-hmm. And, but, oh my God, it was good. Some of the best stuff I ever ate. And you, you know, on the grill, you just, I like ex- experimenting with different things and different techniques as well. I, I'm dying to get a sous vide so I could try that. I definitely, it'll, it'll change that. it. It'll oh, change yeah. you. Oh, I mean, sure. I, I guess the, and the other thing that really changed the way I, I, I grill was the beer can chickens. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm doing a whole chicken, it's always a beer can chicken that I do. And it's so juicy. Oh, Man, it's good. It's like good. Pork, pork belly burnt ends. Oh, Ooh. yes. I've never tried that. The, oh, pork belly burnt ends are incredible. I, it just it, It's just the flavor that comes off of those, oh. that char, the smell, uh, everything. That's what changed it for you, Keith? Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just like bacon candy. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, what about you, season, Andrew? Yeah. I would probably say the uh, the first time I did the standing rib roast. So the big prime rib roast. I think I showed you the picture of that before, yeah. Rich, the last time we were on there. Um, I had a buddy of mine come over who's uh, who owns Simpatico Media. He's a production. Uh, he's a director. And he brought over, you know, only like ten dollars or $20,000 worth of equipment to, to photo shoot <laughs> these things because we were just messing around one day. So, you know, nothing special. And he, uh, he, 
you know, got the video of everything from the sous vide to the smoking it to the finishing it. So I actually use a sous, uh, a searsall torch to do like mm -hmm. a finish, basted it with garlic butter. So he had all that video and then just cutting into that and just seeing how tender and juicy it just, you see prime rib is like this big thing, you know, it's like the most expensive thing on a menu. It seems so difficult and complicated. Yeah. When I did that and it turned out so good, it kind of opened up my horizons to just try anything else. Well, if I can make this work, I can try anything. And that's what kind of got me into wanting to do everything else, the pulled porks, the smoked ribs, the wings, the uh, different types of burgers, everything you can imagine. I think that was the big thing that changed it for me. Yeah. Um, just having something like that turn out the way it did. Um, one it thing was kind I, of that assurance that you can do it. One thing I do want to try that I haven't tried yet, and if you two have tried it, then please let me know how it turned out. I want to make a cake on the grill or the smoker. I have never heard of that. I, I, I want to I'm try sure it. It's, I mean, the just, grill is essentially an oven, just yeah. be a flame oven. But I can yeah, see, just what that, about something like a cornbread? Yeah, I've done, done one two weeks oh, ago. The cornbread on the grill the is cornbread awesome. Cornbread on the grill? Yeah, yeah. I haven't but, done that, but I've heard it's no, good. No, I want to do like a, um, you know, either a yellow cake or angel food cake, something like that on the grill. Preferably smoke it. I don't know. It's hmm. don't know if you could do that low and slow. I don't think the temp. I don't know if the temperatures would get high enough because no. caking. One thing or I've learned: brownies. I am not a baker. I am not a baker in any way. I, something about having to follow a recipe meticulously every time. I like to wing <laughs> it too much. I can't do that. Uh, you could give me the step-by-step -step directions. I can follow it, and it would still not turn out right. Um, oh, I, I, I got to. I think with baking, you got to have the, the actual temperature, like. Yeah, the exact temperatures because you have so it's almost like chemical reactions, like chemistry. Is, yeah, yeah. there's a reason why I didn't do well in chemistry. Yeah. See, and that's how I always thought, which gives me a reason to try it even more. Yeah, mm -hmm. try it. Yeah, it's only going to get thrown away, right? Yeah, that's let the, the worst kids, that could happen. Yeah, let the kids be the guinea pigs. Yeah, that's the worst right. that could happen. To to wrap this up, I'll I'll, I'll ask each of you. Um, Andrew, we'll start with you. Sure. Yeah, we, anybody that barbecues always wants a certain type of grill. They, you know, it's like a car. You always have that dream car. Everybody has that dream mm -hmm. grill. What is yours? I, you know, I my thing has never been or, okay. So I'm, which you may have more than one too, which is fine. Go ahead. So I enjoy the grill that I have now. I like right. the ease of having both of them. But I, I've always been a just kind of in the school of thought that it's not as much about the grill as it is about the actual meats, mm -hmm. as it is about what you're getting, the quality of the product you're getting. Because I have seen people use toaster ovens, you know, $20 toaster ovens and make phenomenal pieces. Yeah. So for someone who's wanting to get into grilling, I would say do more research into the meat prep and all that. Don't have to go out and spend thousands of dollars on a grill to make good quality products, to make good quality meats, to, to make great smoke. I mean, they make little canisters now for smoking, that you can put inside any grill. Oh, um, yeah. It's little like metal canisters. I mean, they work okay. Yeah, I have, I have They're going to turn out. But if you start with a good, high quality cut of meat, you know, uh, something that is, if you have any local farm or stuff like that, like Rich, I wanted to mention uh, the Miller Farm where I get all of oh, my yeah. beef and pork and stuff. A local farm in Harford County, uh, over in Whitehall, uh, very responsibly raised, uh, corn and grass fed, and then grain finished for all their beef. Uh, mm -hmm. They do beef, they do pork, they do all of that. If you haven't, I'll maybe put a link out for them because yeah. people need to check them out. But when I start with something like that, it doesn't matter 
I, I, you have so many different techniques, so many different grills, so many different options, you know, with the sous vide, the sears, the ovens. The, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's more about the meats and the quality of that versus the, the magic grill. You know, no magic grill is going to make anybody a good cook. It's just right. practice, patience, good quality meats, and then, you know, not being afraid to try, like you said, not being afraid to try something new. I'll have to remember to edit everything out that you just said, because now my wife's going to say, but Andrew said, you don't need that. Grill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I messed you up. <laughs> You're talking well, to someone. I've never had that much money to throw around. I, so I, don't I, have that, uh, I agree with you a hundred. I agree with you a hundred percent there, but there's just, there are certain. I messed up his question. You hear no, that? I didn't answer his question. Let's face it. Unless it's a Weber kettle, it's not going to last forever. Right. You True. know, I mean, I, my char griller that I got, I forget how many years ago mm-hmm. is already rusting out because I use it all the time. Right. You know, but I still use it. What about you, Keith? That, that one or more than one particular grill that you want that you don't have. I want to try an offset cooker. Oh, you'll love oh, stick yeah. burner. Stick burner. Oh, they're so amazing. Yeah. Yep. You'll definitely love but it. I, I can go to the store and buy one for like 60 bucks. Yeah. Is, but it's like a, well, it's like an aluminium. <laughs> Sorry. An aluminium. Yeah. Aluminium can. But it's just, it's so, it's so, it's so tinny. It's, it's, it's not really worth it, I don't think, but. Do I want to spend two, three, four hundred dollars on something I might not like? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but the I'm only thing I can one. say, the stick with the stick burner, it's just a lot more maintenance. Is it? it is just a lot more maintenance. Yep. I spend yeah, a lot buddy. of time standing by that. So if you're the one that likes to stand there for all day drinking the beer and maintaining yep. the meat, that, that is me. exactly for you. That all is right. exactly <laughs> what you want to use. If you're someone who wants to be able to set it and forget it, do not get a stick burner. No. It will not work. <laughs> See, but that's me. I, I love, you know, we just, especially if the girls go out front, if my girl comes out front, everybody knows. All right, mm-hmm. let's go over there. Yeah. Now, my, but that one. That one where you just set it and forget it, I've been mm-hmm. eyeing up is that Traeger grill. Traeger the pellet grill. ones? Yes. Yeah. I think we um, all know what you're talking about. Yeah. I Actually, I just helped some guy. Uh, he just bought a new one. I helped him load it into his van. I was so, man, I wanted that thing. But I, I what I like about them is, well, you do. You set it and forget it. and But you can cook high heat or more smoke. Now, mm-hmm. the other thing I really want, and I'm sure if I can get another grill, it'll probably be this before the Traeger because it's nowhere near as expensive. Is a cowboy grill. Have you ever seen them? Heard of them. The cowboy them. grill, it, it's a fire pit. Mm-hmm. So you can use it as a fire pit, but then it's got the grill top. But it's also got the pole coming up on the side where you have another grill top. Uh, the spit. And then it's got the hook. Well, yeah, you can get them with the spit and, and the hook for the pot. Right. And I, it's just... Think about it as that's the way the Cowboys used to cook. Mm-hmm. And I would just, just for the atmosphere of sitting around, you know, you know, the social event, drink a beer, if everybody just throws your steaks or burgers, mm-hmm. you know, cook your own. It's almost like the Seinfeld episode where Kramer had the idea of opening a pizza shop where everybody cooks their own pizza. You know, just, <laughs> just, but with the Cowboys, I mean, that's one of them. I'm, I'm seriously seriously looking into but before i get any of them i got to get the sous vide first yeah i've looked at them yeah. I, th- I think they're about wrong. 
Seventy dollars ish, maybe on Amazon. Yeah, sixty what, seventy dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're worth it. I, I would uh, say I, I cook with it about once a week. You know, breaking it out. Um, it, it doesn't take up a lot of space. That is like my my go to essential little tool now that I don't know if I could do without. Uh, I'll have to Keith. You're on that uh, that Facebook group that I think Danielle started. What's cooking, right? Andrew, I'll have to add you to that mm-hmm. because sure. everybody's posted some good recipes on there. And I like to post a lot from the barbecue pit boys. And if you mm-hmm. got, I know Keith's watching them. Have you seen any of their videos yet, Andrew? I haven't. No, I have to oh, check them out. You got it. It's good. I mean, <laughs> these guys, that's how I got the idea of the peanut butter and jelly ribs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've smoked whole gators. They've done a little bit of everything. So I'll, Barbecue Pit Boys is what it is on YouTube and on Facebook, but they're yep. great. But my, go, my go-to guy, my go-to guy is Malcolm Reed. Malcolm yeah. Reed, I think he's in Texas. Yeah, I'll he's good. Cooks. I got another he one for good. you. If we're throwing out our favorite YouTube cooks, uh, Guga uh, with Guga Foods. So he does a lot of experimenting with different types of cooking. So he's he knows which cuts of meats he likes the best, and then he figures out the best way to cook each one of them. So right. I'll have to, we'll have huh. to share a link for him as well. He does some amazing things. He has two channels, uh, Sous Vide Everything and then Guga Foods, and I've learned a lot of what I've learned from him. Uh, he has a very, uh, very great rub that he's made. You can't buy it. He says he'll never bottle it because he doesn't want to try to get money off of this, but he puts videos out of exactly how to make it, and some of the best seasonings I've ever had came from him as right. well. Huh. Yeah, you know what? Actually, in, he's in Brazilian, our... and I tell you, he he has made in the last three years, he has made himself quite a name in the barbecue world and just the cooking world in general for what he's able to to do with meats, especially. Okay. We just need to do once this uh, coronavirus is settled. What we'll do is the people on this side of the pond will get together. We'll have a grill off. People on the other side of the pond will have a grill off, and we'll oh. just have some fun with that. Do yeah. like a live feed event where we can that just would see the smoking styles, where we can. Have someone with a camera going around, checking in, showing what different people are cooking, how they're doing it. That way people can really see each different type of meat. You know, everyone gets a different cut of meat and you just make it your best way. That could be fun, but that could be dangerous as well. Oh, (laughs) were you worried we're going to get too fat? Well, no, it ain't that. It ain't that. We've been we've been doing these virtual uh, happy hours, Uh you know, with my cousins across the pond, Uh and I think the last one we did. We started what quarter of one? I think we finished at five thirty. I think yeah. I I killed a twelve pack of Sam Adams by myself. So what you're saying That's is it's not unusual for me. Yeah, Danny was sick when he. Uh, oh yeah. Well, who, Danny? Yeah. Yeah, my son passed out during the one event. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, but we start. See, my Adrian's. You you have to meet Keith's sons. My dream has always been to have all the Bennett boys together just for a big shindig or whatever, which of mm-hmm. course now can't happen because my brother is no longer with us or whatever, but still just, it, it would still be fun. We're going to make it happen eventually. It'll, it'll be up there, mate. When it happens. Oh, he will. Yeah. He, yeah. It, it's, right. um, Before you both go, what is the stuff in the bottle that's brown liquid was made by Liam, Liam Perrins? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> you talk, on, Andrew. You, I don't know. You talking, you're talking about Worcestershire sauce? Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. What's, what's the sheer sauce? What's the sheer? 
That's it's it. actually easier to say it that way than Worcestershire. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, I've contacted people to do record intros for my podcast, so I have a different mm-hmm. intro every time, and that's how he ended up his intro. And it's not <laughs> Worcestershire; it's wish whatever what's you the, said. What's the year? What's the year? I don't. What's the I don't use stuff? it a lot. What's the year? It, it's soy sauce. <laughs> American soy sauce. There you go. That's what it is. Guys, uh, thanks a lot again. Cuz love you. Thank you for Andrew, congratulations, by the way. Uh oh, thank and you. When, when's the baby expected? Uh September twenty sixth. September twenty so sixth. Man. Yep. Yeah, we're number one on the way. Another little future griller. Yeah, Support. there you go. What's it uh, what'd you say? Boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. Yep. Wait, but I thought you were gonna keep that as a surprise. It's on Facebook. We we love sit on Facebook. It was hidden oh. in the uh, it was hidden in the uh, Father's Day post my wife made. Oh, really? Yep. She said, you know, she made a little note in there, and she was just seeing if people would catch it. I didn't so catch it. That's my wife's sense of humor. That's what she wanted to do. She was like, "We'll just sneak it in there and see if people realize it." I did not catch it. Mm-hmm. How did I miss that? Yep. So I'm, oh, I'm well. excited. Very excited to be having a boy. Cannot wait to meet him. I want to thank Keith and Andrew for coming on this episode and talking about, you know, our different styles and different things we do. And Andrew, please, you know, when that baby comes, let us all know. And, uh, Hey, we'll, we'll get him out there to grill a little bit. I would like for any of you that like to barbecue, whether whatever style you use, it doesn't matter. Even if you have what I call one of them outdoor ovens, you know, the gas grills, Get in touch with me. Send me your favorite recipe. Yeah, because I would love to do this again and maybe get some other people on to talk about what they love to grill. You know, some of the things that they've experienced. Some Just talk about grilling. Just talk about different styles of food that we try. I mean, there's so much more I could have talked about, and I'm sure Andrew and Keith could have talked about as well, but it's interesting to talk to other people to find out, you know, their techniques, some of the food they've done and what else they do. So go ahead, get in touch with me and we'll talk about barbecue, smoking, grilling. If you haven't left the review of the podcast yet, please do so. Whatever platform you're listening to it on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, whichever it is that if it allows you, to leave a review please leave me a five-star review and of course i'll be reading your reviews at the end of each episode but i'm also going to be giving away a gift card at the end of the summer that's right if you leave a review what i'm going to do is pick one of you out of random to get either a 25 dollars gift card to route 24 ale house or a 25 dollars amazon gift card I'm sure all of you would want the $25 gift card to Route 24 Alehouse, but, you know, for those of you living out of state or out of the country, if you're not going to be making it here to visit anytime soon, you know, we can leave you the $25 or send you the $25 gift card from Amazon. Again, all you got to do is leave me a review of the podcast. A five-star review would be nice. And if you can't leave it on whatever platform you're listening to it on, go to Podchaser.com. Dot com Again, that's pod, P-O-D, chaser.com, and just search for Harford County Living with Rich Bennett. 
and you can leave a review there. And again, like I said, at the end of the summer, I'm going to pick a winner. They're going to get either a $25 gift card to Route 24 Alehouse or a $25 gift card to Amazon. Of course, the winner gets to choose. <music> 